This is Sean from nursedose.org. Um, today, the podcast that I'm doing is actually going to be with a pair of travel nurses. Um, this is going to be with Roger and Alexa. They are um, both the nurses that I used to work with here, um, and they decided to go traveling. Um, they're a couple, um, they have a dog, and they travel. Um, through the uh, the west coast right now um i apologize for some of the audio uh alexa cuts off every now and then but you can still make out what she's saying um and i know the um, volume's kind of all over the place um they are currently in oregon and um the the internet between uh me and them is um is uh you know it's not it's not too favorable but um i think a lot of y'all can get a lot of stuff out of this especially if you're thinking about traveling so um i hope you enjoy Uh, let me know if you have any questions um i'll come back on after this is over um and just be sure to go to the website www.nursedose.org um after this is over and you can check out all the articles and everything and i think i'm just going to do a written article on travel nursing as well so that uh, some of this information can be written down uh, so that you can go back through it as well. All right. So um, after further ado, I will uh, let the uh, podcast play. All right. I am here with Roger and Alexa, two travel nurses that I used to work with. Um, so, hey, hey, guys. Hi. Howdy. Uh, <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> Uh, Alexa and Roger are, uh, like I said, they're travel nurses. They've been uh, to a couple of places around uh, the United States, mainly uh, the west side, right? Um, West Coast. West Coast. Could y'all tell us a little about yourselves and maybe like just a brief brief preview of your um, experience so far? Like, uh, sure. like where you worked before you traveled and stuff like that. You go first, Lex. Okay. Um, so I am Alexa. I have been a nurse for about four years now. Um, I originally started nursing in Ohio, um, staff job there for a little over a year. Um, then I moved to Texas, um, where my family is from. That's also where I met Sean and Roger. And um, after meeting Roger, uh, it turns out that we both, um, traveling was something that we both wanted to do. So we have been doing that together now for five assignments. Um, And we've been to, so five different places, um, all throughout, uh, three different places in California, one in um, Arizona and one in Oregon. Um, and yeah, that's kind of our, we're now in Oregon now, and um, that's where we're, where we are. <laughs> awesome. Now, what, what about you, Roger? Well, I also went through the program, I think Sean talked about in his first episode, where um, you try to get an internship right outside of nursing school. So I believe I started the program eight to nine months 
before uh, he started working. Yeah. So I've been nursing for around four years. Um, try to give Sean a hard time during orientation. Just, you know, buddy stuff. <laughs> and, uh, I was at the hospital for two and a half years. Pretty similar experience to Sean with the heart training, hypothermia, CRT, and get more into heart stuff if you want, but did a bunch of other stuff. But then we right. started traveling because it's something me and Lex had always kind of talked about doing and we just decided to take the plunge and that's where we're at we really know the right. places right so um, something that I didn't mention is that y'all are a couple and y'all are travel nursing so that's pretty unique I, like I mean I let her follow me but yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah no we, we get asked that kind of people are like so y'all are traveling together. Are you guys together together? And you say, yes, we are. Um, it's us and our dog space. So we have yeah. our, little, our little family traveling around together. Right. So um, I don't think a lot of people know that it's actually possible. They all have made it uh, clear that it is possible to travel not only with uh, somebody else, but also with a uh, dog as well. So... Um, do you think traveling with Felipe has made it harder at all, or? I would um, say so, um, in the sense of convenience, like he's he's our child, he's right. our loved one, our fur baby, and, um, <laughs> our baby. We couldn't <laughs> a dog naturally, so we had to adopt. Right, right, right. But but um, when it comes to housing and the way we do housing. Uh, as we're searching for things online, like as mm -hmm. soon as we click on dog, it kind of cuts all the places in half. Right. Yeah, yeah. So it cuts down our options, but I mean, it's certainly doable. And you can always talk to the owners of the properties or whatever you do to travel to make that more convenient. Um, yeah. But it's definitely doable. It's not right. by any means impossible. Yeah. Actually, we have uh, one of the travelers worked recently. Um, she has two dogs, two large dogs, and she has been traveling for a while, and she has been able to do it. Um, so it is very possible. Um, and it also helps traveling with somebody else. I mean, whether they're your significant other or not, if you have a buddy that you know you can live with, that you get along with, um, you can cut your expenses in half traveling and make more right. money. Right, yeah, and then we'll, uh, we'll talk about how getting paid works and because it's kind of different with travel nursing how you get paid like a lot of your pay is actually in your stipends for housing right. and stuff like that so uh, we'll talk about that but I want to ask y'all specifically why why travel nursing like what about travel nursing is appealing to y'all um, I found out about it in nursing <laughs> actually I had never heard about it until then and I, I thought it was just the coolest thing um, kind of having the freedom to go from place to place see the way different hospitals run um, experience different locations that I wouldn't really get the chance to do I mean because when you're in a staff job as a nurse you can work you know you can shove your shifts together and have maybe eight days a chunk of eight days off but that doesn't really give you the opportunity to live in a place like travel nursing does you actually get to experience it very thoroughly for a good three months um, or even longer if you choose to extend um, but yeah it, it's it just seemed like the coolest thing to me and um, 
you know, after figuring out the logistics of everything and doing some research and, you know, having Roger, it, it just really worked out. Right. Right. Um, so let's get into like the, um, like the paperwork and stuff like that. That's all involved. Um, so, uh, to get into travel nursing, you basically, um, have to find an agency that, uh, you're basically employed by. Right. And, and that's kind of how, um, you find assignments. So, um, is there any particular way that you filter out different agencies or, um, is, um, it just kind of depends what you're looking for. You can go to the agency's websites. They have all the jobs listings on their sites. If you see one agency that has more locations that you're more interested in, you can obviously go in with them. Once you get more into traveling, it, you know, travelers talk to each other about what agency they're with and pay and all that stuff. And um, just kind of go from there. And I'll, a lot of the things is like recruiter. Some people just really like the recruiter and their agency mm-hmm. they're not too crazy about but their recruiter is really awesome so mm-hmm. a recruiter can make or break a relationship with an agency i think okay right yeah so like i made the mistake when i was i googled um travel nurse jobs right like i'm trying to do this research and i just typed into google travel nursing mm-hmm. and i typed on one of the first things that came up and it asked me for my email my phone number and i was like okay like you know just mm-hmm. it's like put in your email and your phone to get these travel job listings. I was like, okay, I put it in. I swear the next day I had probably 50 calls. Mm-hmm. My, phone, my phone is ringing off the hook. Um, hundreds of texts, hundreds of emails. And I still, to this day, it's been almost two years later and I'm still getting you know, random phone calls from these random agencies. So there's so many out there and it, it's incredibly difficult to filter them out. Right. Um, one agency is not too different from any other. There's not too much that one agency, too much more that one agency is going to be able to offer you that another agency can't offer you. Right. Um, you know, you can get your license reimbursed, your certifications reimbursed. You know, those are two important things. They all pretty much offer healthcare. Um, you know, as they shave some off of your stipe, some money off of your stipend for that. But um, you know, you can get all of those things. Um, that you would get with a staff job. Um, you just have to do a little bit of research, but like I said, they're not too much different than another one. And I agree with Roger, your recruiter really makes or breaks your experience because um, we have other travelers. Um, not, this hasn't been the case with us, but um, sometimes recruiters are very hard to get a hold of if you're having issues at, uh, you know, say pay issues or, or issues with the facility. Um, they're calling you off a lot and you need to get in touch with your recruiter sometimes or, really difficult to get a hold of or they don't really check up on you or when your contract is toward the end and you're starting to look toward your next job it's like you can't get a hold of them to start that process to look at job listings but right. we've had pretty good experience um i, I mean most of our experience have been awesome so yeah. um for yeah. us it's just a matter of where the jobs are and what listings they can offer to us Right, and I uh, I don't remember if we've actually talked about it yet, but um, where have y'all been to uh, so far? Oh yeah, I, I yeah. mentioned that. Yeah, she had mentioned. Oh, uh, uh, did you? Okay, okay. So, but I can say specifics like the cities we've been to. Um, we've mm-hmm. been to uh, Phoenix, Arizona, that was our first assignment, San Diego, California, Modesto, California. 
California, um, Sacramento, California, and now we're in uh, like the Eugene Springfield area of Oregon. And you didn't even ask me how I got in. And one is you travel nursing. You completely skipped me. <laughs> well, well, you know, I, I kind of just figured that uh, you would do whatever your uh, whatever your girl wants to do, right? This, that's good enough reason. But if there's a different reason, feel free to uh, to tell us. No, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Roger, I would I would really like to hear your reason for uh, for travel nursing. If, if you um, would like to bless us with that. Enlighten us. Oh, uh, enlighten you. Uh, well, <laughs> kind of similar to Lex, I kind of always wanted to travel. So when you're staff, um, you're on the grind of just hourly pay, then uh, you're just looking at your finances and budgeting. And I really wouldn't spend money much because I'm always saving, 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 then I would go on a trip. Then you go on, you can, like she said, you can schedule, maybe you can work Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, one week and work Thursday, Friday, Saturday, the other week. If you don't want to use any PTO, then you have that seven days, seven days of a destination you want. Right. You go there and before you know it, it's over. Right. And you're like, wow, I didn't get to do this. I didn't get to do this. I didn't get to do this kind of thing. So that always bugged me how I have so many places I want to see and uh, I just kind of hit me one day like, yo, I can go to those places and live in those places and travel with this profession. That's right. get paid to do it. Right. So basically you're saying that you're basically on vacation and working at the same time. So yeah, pretty much where you, ever you go, the job's a job. Nursing is nursing. Wherever you go, there's different policies with each different institution. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's, you always have to adapt to that, but like you said, nursing is nursing wherever you go, but on your time off is your time to do whatever you want. So if right. you're in yeah. location, there's, oh, there's some hikes here, or like there's some biking trails here, or there's some great nightlife here. Like, right. yeah, you work, you're still doing your same job you've always done, but you're in a different environment depending on the contract. So that's right. what I think about it. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good way of putting it. And then also, um, it seems like with travel nursing, you have the freedom to actually like take a month off if you want, which I experienced y'all experiencing when y'all first moved up to Oregon. Um, and I came up to visit y'all, y'all took what a a month off and lived in Portland just Yeah, we took, I think we took over a month off. Um, and yeah, that's another thing that travel nursing allows you to do is if you want to be home for the holidays or you want, you just want a random month off in the summer to enjoy yourself, or you want to go do the PCT, um, yeah, you can, you have that flexibility to take off as long as you want between contracts. Um, You also have the ability to extend. So like, for example, Roger and I want November off. So our facilities um, offered to extend us here until, you know, November so we can have that month off um, to do whatever we want with and we can, you know, not work. Yeah, obviously, that's also within your financial means. Right. So you can do the grind. We'll talk about finances and stuff later. You can do the grind and work, you know, 11, 12 months out of the year. Right. And, you know, go to a place, you know, not ha- have a not-so-great assignment, but make bank because there's definitely travel nurses who do that. Yeah. Uh, but for me and Lex, working nine months out of the year and being off, those three and taking our time between assignments and enjoying 
um, our time off really, really helps us right. uh, in, in line with our goals and why we're, we're doing what we're doing. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, is, is there a specific um, city or area that you've been to that is your favorite so far? Um, or like anywhere that you've traveled to while traveling that's kind of st- stood out? Um, I think so far my favorite has actually been Oregon on this current assignment that we're on for several reasons. Um, I don't think that the work life is particularly better than anywhere, but the outside work life is absolutely amazing. Oregon It's just has, a great time of year to be here, honestly. It's, it's an awesome time of year. Girl, and we're going to stay until like October. And if you mm-hmm. ask anyone from the area, they're like, wow, you came at such an awesome kind of time. Oh, really? What's the yeah. what's the weather like right now? It's like you'll have rainy days sprinkled, but it's like seventy, eighty degrees, sunny. It's, it's like hot. seventy, like with sun out, and then it's nice when you tell me your forecast down, and you know where you're at, and you see one hundred and five across the week. So yeah. Like, yeah. Hey. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, luckily I am sleeping during those times usually, but. Um, I wanted to emphasize uh, the pay now, if we can, and and, kind of go over um, like how you get paid and all that, because I was um, looking at um, going into travel nursing at one point, and like I looked at the contracts and everything, and we'll go into detail on how they're uh, split up and everything, but um, I was looking at it, and for me to get paid what they were paying, I would have to work four or five days a week uh, to make that where I'm at now uh, to get the overtime to get the pay that I would make there. So there's definitely, uh, you know, pay advantages to um, to doing travel nursing. But um, could y'all talk about kind of like what the pay comes from? Because I know looking at the contracts myself, um, you'll see something crazy like pay per hour is something like eighteen, nineteen dollars. Um and then when right. people see that they're kinda like, how are travel nurses making so much when their hourly rate is so low? Right. So the so that's hourly going rate a lot with like your stipends. So you have a housing stipend and that housing stipend just kinda depends where your contract is located. Obviously a housing stipending in Northern California is going to get way more than a housing stipend in, you know, Texas, mid, yeah, mid Oklahoma or something like that. Right. Like cost of living is such a difference. Right. Then you have um, your per diem stipend as well. Not per diem stipend, or um, like meals and incidentals. Yeah. <laughs> it's, called, <laughs> it's called meals and incidentals, mm-hmm. um, and that is a smaller stipend. It can be anywhere from like I think averages out to like 200 to 300 a week but that's like for your for eating for this exactly that meals and incidentals like your daily cost of living um outside of your housing uh, costs i don't think Um, a lot of people realize that they actually do give a stipend for that as well so technically the agency is providing money for you to eat and just live as well um but with the housing stipend, that's only if you do not take their their housing that they 
um, that they offer to you, right? Right. So you can't, some people, I think it's a do go the route of um, they can have their agency find them housing and the agency will pay for it, but your pay is, I mean, your pay is significantly lower because they take that tra- that stipend and they're paying for your housing and you're not able to find your own housing and, um, and you know, maybe save a few bucks here by, by finding your own. It's, um, I wouldn't recommend it. And, and also I've have done it that it's not always the best, like they'll put you in an extended stay. Um, they'll put you in a place that you really don't get what's what's your worth when like you take out the amount of money they're using for this like housing stipend to like wait you put what kind of place for how much money per like week like it's kind of doesn't add up because the agencies are still trying to make money in the end right so yeah it's it's still a business and yeah they're trying to help you out and get you all settled but they they obviously have to make a profit so they're gonna make a profit where they can right yeah okay um and then uh something else when i was looking through it that i didn't realize is that you know you're gonna have to pay for your um i mean i have to pay for my health insurance now but it's actually included usually in the contracts and i I don't think a lot of people um, look into that and sometimes it can be a pretty big expense and take a big chunk out of your um out of your stipends and stuff like that is that uh, is that true um, you, that? you can also you can customize your health plan so with each agency you're going to go with and you're like why well, here's our health plan and we go through say we go through Edna or something all right so they're going to hand you over like the paperwork and usually it's like online you look through everything what plan fits for you and you see the plans all light up your kind of health plan you want dental vision um, life, like even like life insurance and like short-term disability, all that's laid out for you. And you just click as you go. I want this. I want this. I want this plan. This plan. And then at the very end, it's going to say your total that's taken out weekly, mm-hmm. and that's how you kind of get it. Um, I would say it's not really average, too much out. It's, to be honest, I think I'm only getting negative fifty bucks, sixty bucks, so fifty, sixty a week. Okay. So over the course of a month, I'm paying two hundred for health insurance. That's not terrible. Yeah. It's really not that bad. And the other thing about traveling is um, almost always you get paid weekly, which oh, yeah. is really nice. Um, this actually is current assignment. We're not getting paid weekly. We're getting paid bi-weekly, which is just, well, we haven't done that in so long. It feels really weird. To, um, right. But yeah, most of the time you get that weekly pay. So I don't know. I don't think 50 bucks a week is really that much no. to pay yeah. for health yeah, that's um, really and that you know bad. we're young and healthy, so it's not like we really we don't need to max out our plans or anything. We don't need you know too too much of anything. Right. And also, well, depending on your agency, say you only take off thirty days between assignments, um, and you stay with that agency, your health plan can actually cover you the thirty days after your your contract ends, because right. a lot of times your health insurance ends when your contract ends, but say you're with this agency and like, oh, you're gonna stay with this agency for the next assignment for the 30 days after your contract ends, you're covered. It also depends agency by agency, but if, if that's your concern, there's always um, other avenues too. Right. Um, and then last thing for pay uh, that I wanna talk about is, um, 
that agencies will actually pay you um, like for traveling, like the, the distance traveled, like per mile. Um, do y'all notice that as well? Or is it different agency by agency? It's different agency by agency, but I mean, it's pretty similar, I would say. But there is a difference, but it's just depending on like where your home base is and you always get that travel expense. So your first um, paycheck is always going to have that extra however much you get. Right. Yeah, sometimes it's like broken up over your entire contract. Sometimes they pay it out at the beginning. Um, but yeah, you do get you do get additional pay for, for like the actual expense of traveling to that location. Okay. And then um, in terms of housing, how do you find housing and um, like what do you look for? So kind of like we mentioned earlier, Felipe, our small dog. Um, so that's a limiting factor but the first time that we traveled through airbnb actually and we um i think we overpaid just not really knowing we didn't have a lot of resources back then um and so we kind of ended up overpaying but as we've gone along we found better resources so um we don't have a facebook but i know that there's a lot of resources on facebook for housing there's a big travel nurse community on facebook um we've been really successful with a website called Furnished Finder. I think the last four assignments, we've been able to find housing through them. Um, actually, this assignment, we found it through, I actually just Googled and I found a place. Um, really? But yeah, and like talking to other travel, a lot of them will find Airbnb places and like get in contact with the owners outside of Airbnb mm-hmm. um, and be like, hey, can we like do an arrangement so that we're not using, you know, it's like, it's risky because it's not through Airbnb. It does offer you some level of protection um, mm-hmm. to both you and the landlord. But right. a lot of times Airbnb takes so much from the landlord and takes so much from the person renting that it's, it, it benefits both of you financially to Airbnb. So, um, oh, you know, you can do Craigslist. I wouldn't really recommend Craigslist because there's a lot of it also depends yeah. on your situation because if you're moving around with your furniture, which we've met a couple of travelers who literally pack everything up every, you know, oh, their contract, or if oh. they you know, stay longer and they pack everything up. So for our situation, we are need furniture where we go. We're not going to be lugging our furniture every 13 weeks. So, right. yeah. So if we did all our own moving and packed all our stuff every 13 weeks could we possibly save some money yeah but then we have to it's money you spend versus like convenience kind of thing right so yeah so that into account uh the furnished thing right we we obviously have to look for furnished places because we don't move our stuff which is a good point but um we've also met lots of travelers along in our travels that um, do RV life. Yeah. And so they have an RV um, either, I, I don't know the different terms, but like a fifth wheel or an RV that actually drives it. And um, and so they, you know, just moving is easy for them because they just have to go to the next RV park. Right. Um, and depending on where you are, those can get expensive too, depending on your level, that can get expensive. But mm-hmm. um, it's it's something that we, Roger and I, eventually will to travel um, with an RV. Yeah. 
because I think it'll make our lives just easier and we won't have to do all the packing that we're doing. Right. Um, and it'll give us a lot of freedom between assignments too. Like we will always have a place to stay between assignments if we got one. Yeah. Um, so that's definitely like on the, on the bucket list. Perfect. Um, so I think kind of like the last things uh, to talk about, I kind of want to talk about your experiences in the different hospitals and mainly um, I know there's kind of a stigma with um, some hospitals and some units uh, towards travelers, primarily maybe because of how much they get paid um, and that, you know, staff nurses are maybe doing the same work, but they know that y'all are you know, making bank. Um, do you find this to be true or? I think it depends on where you go and the culture. Um, to be honest, you, the staff wouldn't need us if they could keep staff or whatever's going on with the unit. Right. I know I like our first, uh, me and Sean's first assignment we had, as we were training, they had like two travelers. And I mean, I knew we, just treat them like any other nurse you know there's they're there to help us out right. you're short and if you want good staffing ratios you're going to need a staff uh, a nurse there to fill the shoes so right. even if it's a temporary face you know they're helping out so right. uh, when finances come into play um you know you can talk about that and you know what i don't think it's a bad conversation to have because once you talk about it then that's you know talking to travel nurses is what kind of sparked that interest in me as well like yeah, it's just nursing, just in a different place, and they make this much money, and we're doing the same thing. Right. Um, so yeah, there's that aspect of it. But um, also, as a travel nurse, um, you're not going to be taking the same assignments that other staff takes. Right. They, so they won't they won't give you like the sick patients or. Right. Uh, yeah. So my first assignment was at a heart hospital, like a CVICU, right. and the. First he told me he's like yeah you're not going to take any fresh cabbages or anything fun like that I'm like, huh. yeah. <laughs> all right then. Yeah. so but then it also depends on the unit's needs because like when i was in middle like, like central california they're like oh wait yes i cva see experience and like we can have later i was landing hearts so really? yeah it, it all depends on your the unit's needs and and what you're comfortable with right yeah and back to your your question, Sean, like about the stigma around travel nursing. Um, mm -hmm. I think that we definitely have encountered so it, it. Roger's right. It depends on the culture of the unit. Um, there is some host more hostility towards travel units. Um, and I think like one of the, I, I don't know, a lot of, a lot of places were really, really grateful to have us and they loved us. And then other places it was like just, you're walking in and, and they don't know you and mm -hmm. they're, they don't, they don't, they just come off with an attitude of like not really trusting you or, right. um, just, you, there's just some sort of animosity. You can't even always put your finger on, but you feel, right. um, and it's totally unwarranted, I think. Um, yeah. but there is, there is that, but it's, it's one of the trades, trade-offs that you make, um, right. one of the risks that you take, being able to live this lifestyle, like I still think it's completely worth it. Um, what well, like, comes into play there? It's hard to cut it in, Lex, but I'm um, doing strike nursing, which we can talk about this separately if you'd like as well. Um, um, I, 
it kind of cuts into traveling a bit, but depending on what you want, we can talk about that. Yeah, well, I, um, I, I actually recently, I just got an email um, regarding a strike. I don't. I think it's. I think it's in Illinois right now. Um, in where? In Illinois. Oh yeah. And um, like they said, pay is like sixty bucks an hour, um, and they'll they'll pay for your your housing and all that. So. What I'm assuming that means is they'll pay for everything and then give you sixty bucks an hour on top of that, which That's sounds correct. which sounds pretty amazing. Yeah, um, there's also a big stigma about that, but at the end of the day, people are getting sick. There's patients that need to be taken care of, and there are nurses out there who have the freedom and the ability to do this. You know to do the strikes. Right. Um, what you have to remember about that is that the hospitals, even even bringing those um, travel nurses or, or strike nurses in, the hospital is still paying a massive, massive price right. for that strike. Right. Um, so, you know, the patients are still getting taken care of. The nurses, the staff nurses are still making the point by making the hospital pay these strike nurses these outrageous fees. Um, and I don't think, you know, you should think any less of a strike nurse because they're, they're there to take care of the patients. They're there to make a buck too. But, um, you know, I think strikes are still a very, very effective means of, of, um, nurses getting what they want. um, More, more than that, it's like, you wouldn't really take it out on the, the little guy, which is like the staff coming to cover y'all striking like mm-hmm. the whole reason you're striking is because the institution's doing something so why are you taking it out on the people trying to help out the patients there as opposed to taking it out on why you're striking in the first place you know right and like like alexis said the hospital is still suffering because of the strike they're still you know getting the point because in the end they're paying uh they're paying the strike nurse what they should be paying two to three nurses by themselves if that makes sense right so they're they're losing money but they need to do this pay to um, attract these people to come and do this strike nursing so right in the end the the strike is still uh successful you know and and you're getting your point across still but um like i said the the bad guys aren't the nurses that come in to help take care of the patients so right um all right uh is there so with y'all traveling have you gained uh, a lot more skills like have y'all gone to um units that you never thought you would go to before um so our second assignment when i was in southern california around um, I was contracted to just a general like med surge medical surgical ICU. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of saw basic everything, but um, about halfway throughout the assignment, they were better staffed for whatever reason, and I was floating to trauma ICU a bunch. Uh-huh. So I had never worked trauma, so just kind of learning on the fly, just. And the, and the staff was super helpful. The staff was really great, but being able to see things, see things that I think, like, people would go over to Mexico and they'd get hurt and they'd get flown back. And, like, oh, we're going to land at this kind of patient today. I'm like, oh, that's uh, that's fun. Yeah. True, true. Yeah. Um, 
I think for me, actually, on the other end of the spectrum, I have seen a lot more um, lower acuity because as a traveler, you are expected to be, you're first to float before staff will float. Um, And that's based on those staff contracts that they have. So um, you're expected to float to med surge and like going from two patients in the ICU to five to six on med surge, that's a huge... um, a huge change in acuity. You have to change your, your time management and your, um, your flexibility. Like you just have to be able to handle that, um, you know, or or do telly or do, um, you know, handle, handle things, handle a bigger patient load than you're used to nice nurse. And you still have that, that want to be super thorough. Like when I get floated to med surge, I want to know every single thing about my patients, which just isn't possible. Right. Um, and it's just not possible to think like an ICU nurse when you're in those situations. So I think um, that Patreon definitely helps kind of jumping off what Lex said, but as a travel nurse in general, you kind of have to be flexible. Mm-hmm. And during the interview process, that's one again, the, going to be one of like the gotcha questions to kind of weed you out. Like, are you comfortable floating to mm-hmm. other units and this and that? Right. And if you say, no, well, I'm really only an ICU nurse and that's all I'm really comfortable with, they're going to scratch you out the list right away. Yeah. yeah. Because um, unfortunately, especially with winter, like winter's coming around the corner, a, a bunch of them, and, you know, the pay might look pretty good. And you get to the hospital and you're not staffing ICU, you're staffing other units. And right. They just. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, something else that I think a lot of people, like something that you kind of touched on was that, um, that you, you have to, um, you have to interview for, uh, every hospital that you actually get into. Um, Mm -hmm. so that's what y'all have experienced as well. Um, about half the time. So... With our first assignment, we definitely talked to some people, but our next assignment through our agency, like, oh, we have a good reputation with this facility, so if we give me your resume, you're just going to get accepted. And oh, we're like, yeah. wait, what? Yeah. Yeah, so after that experience, which, yeah, I mean, it wasn't the best, but, you know, we had a good time in, in the environment after that second assignment now even if we get accepted right away we always want to talk to the manager or supervisor or anything of the unit we're going into and what's going to be expected of us because after that second one that second assignment of ours you're kind of like huh i feel like we should we shouldn't really be too eager to accept something yeah because if they're not interviewing i mean the interview an opportunity for you to also get a sense of expectations and i think even though we have interviewed, um, we haven't always had the most honest uh, managers. Like they'll tell you one thing and when you get there, it's like totally different than what they told you, right. um, which is fine, but it just goes that, back to that flexibility. You just have to be ready for anything yeah. um, and be able to be flexible and just you know roll with the punches. Right, yeah. Um, all right. Well, um, is there anything else that y'all want to add? Cause I'm through all of my, uh, points that I wanted to hit on. I think I just wanted to add on, that, um, I think that my advice for people who want to get into traveling, 
travel nursing is like just absolutely make the most of every place you go to. Um, the job is the job, but there's every different place you go to is got much there for you to experience. And um, especially talk to other travelers. Um, other travelers are a great resource, not only to find things like great agencies and housing, but they're going to be there to experience things as well. So like this current assignment, we've been working with a, a, quite a handful of travelers and they've all been into hiking and rock climbing and biking and all these things that Raj and I are into. Right. Um, and like, we've all kind of, at the end of our, we're kind of rounding the end of our contracts now. Like we've all kind of agreed to extend together, which has been a really cool thing. Cause we've, I made some really, really good friends here at this current assignment. And looking back, I wish maybe I had tried a little harder to get in touch with the other travelers and really connect with them um, more, you know, more outside of work because we've done that this time and it's just been amazing. And I hope that in the future, the friends that we've made here will be able to see in later assignments or, you know, plan on being in the same area around the same time. Um, and that's kind of a lot of the conversations we've had with them. And we're gonna have to connect Sean again and have yeah. us all hang out because he's yeah. been putting us in Portland. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. I think that's a that's a good place uh, to stop. But um, I just wanted to say, if anyone wants to follow what uh, Roger and Alexa are doing and where they're traveling, um, Alexa is on Facebook. And what is, what is your or not Facebook? I'm sorry. Your <laughs> she's I'm not on, on Facebook. I am on Instagram. All right. What is your Instagram? Um, it's Lex underscore Ray one. That's L E X underscore R A Y and the number one. All right. Perfect. Well, thank y'all very much for agreeing to come on here. Uh, Make sure you smash that me. like and subscribe button. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. For sure. Thank you so much. All right. Well, uh, thank you very much, guys, and uh, we'll talk to y'all later. All right. Later. All right, guys, thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Um, I think it was a really good discussion on travel nursing, something that I looked into myself, um, but I think ultimately I have different plans with my career, although I'm very jealous of what uh, Roger and Alexa are doing. Uh, like Alexa said, go ahead and follow her on Instagram, uh, at Lex underscore ray one that's l-e-x underscore r-a-y one uh to see everything that they get into um y'all will see some of my uh, pictures that i took of them when i visited them up in oregon when they took a month off of work to uh live in portland for uh, you know a whole month so uh if that sounds like something that you would like to do then, uh, you know, maybe travel nursing is something that you should look into. Um, so also with the website and the podcast, I just wanted to announce that the podcast is on Spotify now. So you can look us up at uh, uh, just type in a nurse dose, two words on Spotify, and it should pop up. It's the, uh, the podcast with the syringe on it. So, you know, that makes a lot of sense. So uh, go ahead and follow us on there. Subscribe to the podcast. We're going to try to do them um, at least, you know, every two weeks, every week to two weeks. Um, some of them will be me by myself just talking about stuff. 
um, but I do want to get a lot of guests on here because I think it gives a really um, interesting perspective when uh, nurses in their own field can uh, talk about what they do. And of course, if anyone has any suggestions for future podcasts, please let me know. Um, But other than that, thanks for listening, guys. I will talk to y'all later. Bye.